What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the FM Machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. It's time to turn it on, tune in, and join the madness. This is the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss. Hello, this is Ricochet. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. This is This is Joey Janela. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It gives me great pleasure to say the following words. I am Avenging Ben. And I'm Whole Milk Mike. And I am the Long Ray Ramundo. And we are the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, and we are back for Season 2 where we cut through all the bullshit and get right to the nitty-gritty of the weird and wild world of professional wrestling, both professional and indie. We have been off for about four or five weeks now, but guys, it feels so good to be back. Mike, how have you been doing on your break so far? How have you enjoyed your break? I've been doing good. I've actually been growing a beard in. I saw that. You have been. And I, 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 I shaved my beard, so we're kind of doing the opposite thing. Honestly, yeah. And I have red hair. And yeah, you have red hair now. <laughs> so, so we all change hair styles, so we're good. So, after Ben told you to get down, you changed your hair red. Okay. No, you know what it is? I didn't even color my hair. It just burned after our location so, got burned down. So, like so. when the law, when the horse blew up the law office, you, you, it, the the fire singed your hair in such a way that it turned red. Yep, that's what happens. Okay, I guess we'll go. I guess that's what we're going with. So, other on, than that, we've been... On, ben, but, keep it, keep it character. Yeah, uh, K-Fabe, Ben, K-Fabe. K-Fabe, oh wow, that thing that nobody does anymore. These motherfuckers are never keeping in motherfucking K-Fabe anymore. Motherfucker flipping a dude with his motherfucking penis, motherfucking killing the business. <laughs> God oh, sakes. Oh, gosh, but, is that how we're going to start this week? Yep, we need Joey something. Ryan, the Joey Ryan flip? The jo- That's what we're going to start with? Oh, God. Well, Mike we'll, Foley sold for the man. God. He did. He really did. If you he have any doubts, and he took a penis bump. He did take God, a penis bump. Oh, Mike, what do you think of the? Are you a fan of the Joey Ryan penis stuff or no? It was funny the first time, not the hundredth and fiftieth time. Just saying. It was funny the first few times he does it. Now everyone's doing it. Now it's like, okay, I'm done. I even posted on our, our GAWP page on Facebook, British Strong Style sold the damn thing. It did. They did. Oh, yeah, I saw that with Cole Cabana and Candice LeRae. Like, no. Don't do that. Uh, well, the Brits are supposed to be smarter than us. Don't do I, that. I blame you, Ben, because you support it. I ch- <laughs> don't you, Logan. Don't you be blaming me for this motherfucker. You Goddamn. support Joey Ryan's penis. This is fair. Uh, 
No, you know what? Lame you were about to say that's true, isn't it? He took the lollipop. He took the lollipop from Joey Ryan's mouth. I didn't, but you know who did? For, you know, I have never been graced by getting Joey Ryan's lollipop. But Four I, Eyes Ed did. Four Eyes Ed did. Oh, God. Amazing. I but, hope you're listening, Four Eyes Ed. This oh, is your fault. Hope you're, you. hope you're listening. <laughs> but yes, let us get into, if you don't remember, we always do the first half of the show. We dedicate to the weird and wild world of professional wrestling news. We go to break and then we come back with WWE news because we all know that's what you are all here to listen to. So let's open up with the wrestling news this week. Let's start it off with something we kicked off a few days ago. We opened up discussion on our page about, and it's something I want to talk about. A notorious drunk a shit poster and rant goer honor and just renowned piece of shit, Alberto Del Patron, uh, a.k.a. Alberto Del Rio, a.k.a. Ass Clown, has been stripped of the GFW Global Farce Wrestling Heavyweight Championship in addition to being off of television in suspension. Mike and Ray, what do you think about this? Is it GFW finally waking up and smelling the coffee, or is it just something, or do they know something that we don't? Uh, Ray, you want, you, want to, you want to start first in this? I'll go first, I'll go first. To me, I feel like, you know what it is? Everyone's been questioning, why not strip? So I guess they've gotten so many letters and so much hate for it. They decided, you know what, they already hate us because of the Hardys. Let's just strip this dude. Sadly, now it makes us start questioning, maybe he did beat Paige. Maybe we should start feeling bad for Paige. Something's there that's kind of fishy that it took so long to strip Alberto, and now he's suspended indefinitely. His career is ruined. That's all I can say. Mike, Mike what about you? What do you think? Uh, to add on to, like, I agree with everything you just said. There's, there's something that that's... It's there's something there that we are we see, but it's not being reported. Like the way Paige has been acting, the way Del Rio's been acting, it's all weird. But um, as much as I hate global farce wrestling, I hate the way they run business. This was this was the only decision they had to make. They ran their own investigation. Apparently, they found something that was like Jesus Christ. We need to take the belt off him because he represents our company. And now we'll see where it goes from here. But guess what? We're not watching, so we're not we're not gonna fucking watch every week now, just yeah. because oh they stripped him of the belt. And I love the fact that they suspended him, even though they already had a month of TV tapings in the in the, in the camp. vault already. Yeah. So I think they did this now because remember they have a live pay per view this weekend. Wait, is... I think it's this. They have Destination X. I can't remember when is it this week. Why is so GFW like... even attempting pay per views at this point? Is anybody watching? I don't think it's a pay per view. I, 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 I don't think it's a pay per view like to pay forty dollars. I think it's like it's gonna be like on their. Is TV it their TV show. again? It's TV. I, I, it's I believe it's Dude, they can't run a pay per view. <laughs> God, I feel bad because I like the roster. We know Finan- half the roster. financially they can't. We know half the roster personally, so it's like. Yay for the boys, but boo because they're in the wrong company. Yeah, and they have to give up like a hundred percent of their merchandise sales to freaking GFW. No wonder a lot of these dudes still take indie bookings. So oh, they that just... pissed me off when that broke. When that like GFW talent kit won't be making money off GFW merchandise. We don't even get money for our shirts. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Kayfabe, Mike Kayfabe. We love you, T-Pub. Real life, we don't get fucking nothing. We ain't getting nothing. <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean, but at least yeah. W is being nice and saying you can make money off anything else. Like, if they want to open it, if well, most of them have promising tea stores or other Yeah, websites. you can make money off of that, anything that's your own IP. It just can't be anything out of the TNA Global Force account. So, like, yeah. LAX, for example. Hom- uh, homicide, UIFBO, Conan, they can, and a- I think her name is Angel Rose. So they can make money outside of TNA. So UIFBO merchandise, homicide, personal merchandise, that stuff. Even low key, he has his own stuff on Pearl Seas. So he can make money off of that. Any LAX shirts, sadly, no dice. Thank God Pearl Seas exists because these guys would be fucked. Hell really? yes. So but, um, enough. Well, enough talking about global. Forms. Let's move on <laughs> to about another promotion. Let's talk about NXT real quick. Big news: the they pretty oh much my broke. God. Let's oh let. Jesus. Let's let's <laughs> the, thank the Lord above. They finally opened their goddamn eyes and signed them to a deal. So if you're not know, former Bullet Club member, former ROH World Heavyweight Champion, former Indie Darling. Adam Cole has finally been signed to an you know, NXT ben, contract. Ben, you have to do it right. Adam Cole, baby! <laughs> yep. Adam <laughs> Cole, baby, has finally been signed to an NXT contract. Now, it's not a matter of if he'll show up. It's a matter of when. So, obviously... Saturday. We... <laughs> Saturday. Okay. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But... Even, Dave, even Dave Meltzer said it's, his debut is going to be soon. Define well. We define soon. Uncle Dave. Uncle soon, Dave knows all. Soon, soon can mean a lot of things. Well, Uncle Dave gives this podcast five stars. No, he probably gives us like a two. We're not in Japan. We're not. Negative three. <laughs> <laughs> Negative three. Wait, but don't you guys always call me Mexican? I should get at least three stars. Minus five stars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but into the news. Uh, Adam Cole has been signed. Obviously, there's not a lot to say just yet. He hasn't made his debut. There isn't any merch for him yet. There isn't any even like a picture of him at the Performance Center yet. So, but he, but he has reported to the Performance Center this week. So is Leo Rush. So is a lot of ROH guys are going. The yeah, rumor Leo, being Adam. the rumor being that the rumor Donovan mill has been cr- the rumor mill has been cranking out that apparently the idea is they want to make an a faction of former <laughs> ROH people. The Honor Guard. The Honor That's Guard. That's a weird name. That would be a weird name, but yeah, it's a sound idea, and I'm going to have, we're going to have to wait to see what happens at the Barclays this Saturday. Although, if you see. Uh, these guys show up. I would not be surprised, but I say don't get like I say hold your horses and get ready. Although my idea is, you probably want to do this in a way that it won't be spoiled by people leaking it from the tapings. So you probably want to do this live, so it can't be leaked. And New York would be the best reaction toward it because imagine ROH is known for the Hammerstein. So you bring in all this ROH talent now, it'll get the biggest pop ever. Because, let's be honest, Full Sail sucks with reactions. It, oh, yeah, they do. They are the worst. So, bring it to New York. Honor Guard would actually get over. Though I can't I can't say that name and just not cringe a little bit. I'm sorry. I got you. Mike, final thoughts on Adam Cole signing with NXT? Uh, 
It's about goddamn time. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on this whole honor guard idea? Uh, it's a very, it, it's a very interesting idea to see what they do with it. It's good. It, so, like, it's reported that it's going to be Adam Cole, Leo Rush, uh, both members of Red Dragon, and I believe Dijak. Right, that's what I believe. It's yeah, I think Dijak. I don't think about. I don't think Leo may be in it. I think they want to leave Leo for like a cruiserweight push. So. Well, well, if they do, like, if if this is a five man faction or or four or at least or three, um, it's going to be interesting to, to see how they do this with the faction. Like, who's going to be the leader? Is there is there going to be a leader? Like, what's the tag team? Because there's already another faction in NXT already, which is called Sanity. And if they do this uh, Ring of Honor stable, I believe they're going to be called up right after SummerSlam. Yeah, I think Sanity might get called that Monday, even right or after. Or, or, or Tuesday, which, whichever show they want to put them on, because honestly, I don't think creative even fucking cares at this point. <laughs> WWE <laughs> creative not caring? Mike, I shudder the thought. Yeah, we'll save it for later. Save it for later. <laughs> All right, Ooh. so that co- that concludes the Adam Cole thing with Adam, NXT. Adam Cole in NXT is a good thing because also he could be a, the top heel for NXT. And that that was my question though: Is this group a heel stable or a face? Oh, definitely a heel stable. Definitely heel. a heel stable. Mm. So let's they move could, they on. Be, they, they could play it off as another company invading. NXT. No, invasion angles never work. Mike. Not, not really. Not really. Invasion angles are more <laughs> just like it's the guys that are like. So it's gonna be like the NWO. It's gonna be like the NWO. How they were supposedly still WWF guys coming to WCW, and then you're like, oh wait, they're just staying here. Okay. <laughs> Think about it like this: they they bring them in, and uh, Adam Cole or Leo Rush or whoever's in the group can get on the mic and say, for years we've been busting our asses on the indie scene, and then Father Triple H wants to call us up and bring us in with deals to help his product. How about no, he, it's not how be about he helps our product? It's going to be Steve Carino. It's going to be Steve Carino. Remember, saying, he writes for NXT. It would be perfect. Ray, I'm, just, Ray, I'm just saying hypothetically, they can blame Triple H, they can blame Mr. Man for mm. letting them just sit on on the sidelines while WWE keeps growing and growing and growing. No, but I'm just saying it would be perfect that Father Steve Carino is the one that has them all together. No, but I'm not even talking about that. I'm saying blame Triple H for not bringing them in earlier. Mm, I guess. Makes, like, that, like, that's a solid like, like, argument. Like Triple H, for 20 years you've been shoveling guys underneath the ground <laughs> while we've been fucking raising them to the, to the goddamn sky. True. That is definitely put a pin in that idea. Whatever happens. Whatever happens, happens. Adam Cole is now a part of NXT. Let's finish up with, uh, let's start, let's get the last little bit of news out of the way with saying that uh, it it broke, uh, I believe, yesterday that Ric Flair had some medical problems. He had to go under emergency surgery, had to be put into a medically induced coma however the good news broke that he the surgery was successful although he is still he is still recovering so this might be the first of many surgeries for the nature boy so let's hope that the nature boy recovers because i ain't ready for rick flair to go i no, 2017 cannot take the nature boy away from us ray what do you think god the minute i heard heart failure i'm like okay now i'm getting scared because me personally i've lost 
my father to that. I'm like, oh, God, no. I know it's hard for something like that to recover. And then they're saying maybe kidney failure now. He's in dialysis. So the it all started with one tweet. Oh, it's just a routine visit, but he's in the ICU. Uh, that's not a routine thing to go to the ICU for no reason. So I'm like, okay, something's fishy. And then prayers was asked. I'm like, okay, now it's really getting bad. What's happening to Ric Flair? And then we're starting to get piece by piece. And it's like, okay, now it's starting to make sense. And now it's even scarier because they give us the good news. Oh, he's out of surgery. But his kidneys aren't functioning on their own. So it's like, uh, so is he okay? Is he not okay? Right now, the best I can say is we here at the JWP send best wishes. Our prayers are with Ric Flair and his family. And like Ben said, we're not ready to lose the nature board. Not yet. Mike, what about you? What do you think of this update involving Ric Flair? We've lost Roddy Piper. We've lost Dusty Rhodes. I'm not ready to lose Ric Flair. There's still style and profiling to keep going. I could not agree more, sir. In fact, uh, say what you will about 2007 WWE. It was garbage, but the first match I saw on SmackDown was Deuce and Domino versus Batista and Ric Flair. I shit you not. That was the first main event. was nigh. The end was nigh. No, not is. Was. In 2007. I like how that's the first match Ben watches, like, and you're still wrestling fit? Yeah. My first SummerSlam. My first SummerSlam was Batista and the Great Collie. This summer marks the 10-year anniversary of me watching wrestling. And I'm still here. Also, and we're doing a podcast. Also, also, it's the 10-year anniversary of me going to my first ever SummerSlam pay-per-view, which was nice. 2007. Nice. I was, there, I was there live for that bullshit. <laughs> you were there live. I was, I, I was there for the first Randy Cena match. And I'm sure day. they'll never wrestle again. So, you mean oh, next week, then? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dep- depends on. Match. Hey, you know how yeah. John Cena's a free agent in finger quote free agent? He's what take his buddy do they mean him. by free agent? It doesn't. We'll get to it later. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, don't, don't forget, next week there's a shake-up happening, so... Oh, we'll get to oh, that. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that <laughs> shit, trust me. All right. God, but yeah, again, best wishes for Ric Flair and his family. Well, it was understood that whatever happens now, it's going to affect a lot that happens this week. Hopefully everything goes good, because we want to have a happy NXT and SummerSlam weekend. We so. will certainly see what happens going forward. Let's move on to some more... Independent wrestling news. Ray, I'm going to let you take this one because you, more than uh, me and Mike, watched a lot of the G1 Climax 2017 that was going on uh, this past month. I got, I was lucky enough to catch a couple matches, but you watched the bulk of them. Ray, take us through the results and your opinions of the New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Climax. Okay, the G1, the G1. It was interesting to say that from the announcement of the blocks, the story that's being booked is this. Kenny's in one block, Kota Ibushi's in another. That match will be the finals, was hoped by everyone in the independent wrestling scene. We get to see Kenny finally defeat Okada in the third match of the series, which are like, okay, now it really is going to be Kenny in the finals. Kota Ibushi's dominating, dominating. Sadly, 
the second top heel in the business right now, Tetsumi Naito. So we get to Naito, Kenny Omega in the finals of the G1. Can Kenny Omega pull off the second straight year and become the second non-Japanese wrestler to win? Sadly, no. And now Naito will face Okada in Russell Kingdom 12 for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. To our fans watching, I know I wasn't the only one that was like kind of sad with this, but it does bring out two big matches that could happen at Wrestle Kingdom. NATO versus Okada for the world title and Kenny Omega versus Kota Ibushi. Thinking now, if Naito does win the title, the rumor mill is that Okada may be leaving after next Wrestle Kingdom. Hmm. This is going to be an interesting rest of the year for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mike, I know you didn't really watch a lot of it, but do you have any thoughts on Naito winning? I'm indifferent on it. Uh, Naito versus Okada. They've had matches before, so it's going to be good. Um, but the comment on the whole, you said Okada was thinking of leaving after Wrestle Kingdom? That was a rumor? That's been the rumor now that Okada's contract may be up. Okada? Yep. Hey, don't they, Stay where the fuck you are. <laughs> Don't come here. <laughs> Why? Do you see the product? <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura is getting a title shot on Sunday. Do you see the product? <laughs> wait, wait, Mike, one more time. Say what you just said after I said this again. But, but, um, who won the freaking Cruiserweight Championship last night? God damn it. Tozawa. I can, sorry, I had so many people. Mike. To Akira Tozawa won the Cruiserweight Championship. Do you see the motherfucking product? <laughs> and with but that... Okay, okay, found me, Mike. okay, okay, let me clarify. It's not again. <laughs> I don't hate Japanese wrestlers being on top. I'm just saying the way they've been booked so far has not been to anybody's benefit. I, I just picture Okada coming in and just him speaking, and no words coming out of his mouth, and all of a sudden you hear, Indeed. Like, that type of bullshit... <laughs> It's another Funaki. American yeah. announcer, and, and, and Japan's there. announcer number one. Number one announcer, Funaki. Oh, Indeed. I can see that. I'm sad to say that I can see if Nakamura, Okada, and Tazawa were in the WWE, a new version of Kayenta. Oh, God. <laughs> we'll talk about The land of the rising sun. We'll talk about Kai and Ty when we do our throwback episode in Royal Rumble oh, 2000. Oh, 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 I forgot about that. Oh, God. We'll okay. talk about Boing. Kai. We'll talk Boing. about Kai and Ty then. So things are definitely heating up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, but it won't yep. be as hot as the Elmcore Center was this past Saturday night for Progress oh NYC. Oh my god, they wanted to kill us! Okay, let's get into this. My, Before... my balls were stuck to my thigh. Okay, is that what we're titling the, this episode? Your balls were stuck no, to your thigh? Is that no. what we're titling this one? No more balls and titles and we don't need them. Alright, so for those who don't know, me... Ray, my... Ray doesn't need balls because he never had balls to begin with, so... Oh! Fuck you, Mike! <laughs> Alright. We're never getting this hardcore title. I, I don't want your shitty little belt. I want it! Fuck you, Ben. <laughs> Look at the front. <laughs> Look at the front. <laughs> God. Evolve wasn't that bad. That's why I'm like, how is one show not as hot? And then we get to the uh, to the good one. It's like, oh, Fuck. here we go. Oh, here we go. You want to talk about heat? 
Oh, Jesus, Lordy. Okay, for, for those who don't know, me, Mike, Ray, uh, 4IZ, Tommy Salami, a bunch of the New York wrestling community, a lot of our friends and close allies. Boulevard went, bullies. Yeah, a lot of Boulevard bullies. A lot Everyone of, and their mother was there. Every 1,500 people. We're going to know a lot of people who went to this fucking thing. It was Progress NYC, and it was an amazing show it, from top to yes. bottom. It was fantastic, despite one little hitch in the card, which we'll get to in just a minute, but let's discuss the show and the environment we watched it in first before we get to the little controversy that hit New York professional wrestling this week. So let's break it down thusly. Uh, the show overall, Mike and Ray, this was your first little taste of progress, progress wrestling. I've been watching it a while now. Mike first, then Ray. What did you guys think? It was fucking awesome. Told ya. I, I, see, I see the appeal. <laughs> I, I, I see the appeal of uh, progress wrestling. Yep. God damn that building, though. <laughs> like, overall, what was your favorite... Like, going through the card match by match would take a little too much time. So, overall, what was your favorite match and what was your favorite moment of the night? So, I know your favorite moment, but what was your favorite match? Well, what's my favorite moment, then, Ben? Uh, Jan the Janela chair flip. Fuck. You know me too well. Yep. <laughs> it was everyone's favorite moment. That shit but, did not happen. But if I was to pick a, a different moment, I'd have to say Keith Lee standing in the ring and getting that awesome chant. Oh, Baskin is glory. Oh, Baskin is glory. That, that was really cool to see. God. What was your favorite match of the night, though? My favorite match, I would have to say, I have to say, I would have to say the four way: Keith Lee, Mark Haskins, Mark Andrews, and Austin, uh, Austin Theory. Austin Theory impressed the shit out of me. He really did. Even though he literally came out to no reaction whatsoever, he did really good. Yeah, basically, he came out like uh, like a foreign American, but he was this was America, so it was like, "Fuck you, you're from here." <laughs> Fuck you. If you're American, you're getting booed this weekend. Fuck you, you're from here. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that later. <laughs> My favorite match of the night, far and away, was Matt Riddle and Balter, because those two were kicking the living shit out of each other. By the, they, were, they were slapping and kicking each other's chest so fucking hard, I thought that their skin was going to start peeling off. It was insanity. Damn. Now, Ray, unfortunately, you did not get to see a lot of the show because the heat... I did, sadly. I, that's the funny part. I was at the venue. I got to see three to four matches of the actual progress show. I saw all of Evolve. That's what I'm saying. That was weird that for Evolve, the venue was not as bad, but you have to compare ticket sales. Evolve had maybe 300 people. Progress had... Over 1,500. <laughs> yep. So, to evolve, I got to see the rest, thankfully, the live stream of it. And from what I've seen, from what I got to see live, moment of the night was just seeing Jack Gallagher literally jump onto Zach Gibson from the top. Just like, okay, this actually looks cool off of TV as well. <laughs> but match of the night has to be Havoc and Janelle. That was fantastic. Although that match was just awesome. That match was fantastic. Although we cannot forget 
the scariest moment of the night where unfortunately one half the South Pacific Power Trip, whom I got to take a picture with, and they were awesome dudes, TK Cooper botched a top rope move and dislocated his ankle, which, ooh, that has to suck, and for like five minutes there, we did not know if he was going to be able to walk. Yep. And I believe... I think we have to go to Elmhurst after... We have to go to the hospital. It was a scary moment. It was a scary moment, because after he did it, everybody that was in the match, uh, Travis Banks, uh, Tyler Bean, and Trent Seven just walked away. Because it was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Yep. They salvaged well, it the best. High risk. High risk yeah. athletes. So they, but that was not the only. So we wish a speedy recovery to TK Cooper. It sucks. He just got his visa to go uh, compete all over the world again. So sad this had to happen so soon in his return. But he's a strong young dude. I'm sure he'll be back on his feet literally in no time. So <laughs> good luck to. Yeah, literally. So good luck to TK Cooper. We wish you the best. I of think luck. he took the expression too seriously. People usually say, go break a leg. He did. <laughs> I did. Am I over? <laughs> so like, from that, but that was not that was not the only minor injury that a wrestler. Injuries. I'm sorry. That was, it was it's just Travis Banks looks at him like, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid. Also, it did help, too, that at the same time, a guy passed out. Oh, yeah. Someone passed out <laughs> a like, peace joke. Trent Seven was fanning hot. him with a t-shirt. I'm not kidding. It was too damn hot in there. It but was luckily, it was a good show, but sadly, before this show, the night before, yep, I was gonna get to controversy that. arrived. Now, ben, you want to explain? I will explain. <laughs> Battle Club Pro, which a good buddy of the show, uh, Josh Morena, got to design the title cards and some artwork for their show. So he's getting on up there in the art world. So congratulations to friend of the show, Josh. Congratulations on that one, sir. Hats off I actually to you. bought some of his artwork. Awesome. It looks amazing. It does look amazing. Go follow his stuff, man. It's great. We'll put a link next to the episode. It's fantastic. But... Yeah, Battle Club Pro went on, and they, I, from what I've heard, they did a very good job. It was a very great show. But yep. things kind of went a little wonky when it got to the main event. It was um, Wrestling's Richest Prize, uh, Dar- Mr. Darius Carter versus... Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Versus the Bruiserweight uh, Pete Dunn. And I've heard the match was fantastic. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Okay, but yeah. By the way, this show is actually two minutes from my house. Really? That's how close it is. Really? Insane. <laughs> but what happens is... Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but what happens... You're both wankers. There goes T.K. Cooper. Let me tell the news, damn it. What happens is Darius Carter in a spot... I'm not quite sure how this happened... Either it was when he has his championship belt and he decides to do the classic spot where he whacks whacks his opponent upside the head with it and then pedigrees his opponent on the championship. Now, either it happened when he hit Pete Dunne in the face or when he did the pedigree on it, 
Uh, Pete Dunne had a sizable gash on the right side of his face, and it was bleeding pretty hard. And then mm-hmm. uh, you could tell he obviously knew and wanted to end the match as soon as possible if you watch the clip. So he puts Darius in a triangle choke very quickly. Darius taps out as if it was real, and there's always a chance it might have been real. Pete Dunne doesn't <laughs> even wait for the referee to call it before he gets out of the ring heads to the back, and the big news that came out of this was Pete Dunne was taken off of Progress New York and Progress Boston because WWE did not want him getting any more damage than he was. So, honestly, I'm not putting the blame on Darius Carter here. He's a very fine talent. We've talked to him before. He's a great dude. But, like, mistakes happen, but this was this was not a good thing. Ray, what do you think? Okay, I was actually there live again. It was like two minutes from my place. So this is what happens during the match. They're having an awesome match. This match literally went all around the building. It was never announced as no DQ, but everything happened in this match. To the point that the Carnies were involved, because they're members of the Crusade for Change, and the rest of British Strong Style, Mustache Mountain, Trent, and Tyler get in. They all do like the six-man spot. They're fighting, they're fighting. Darius decides, let me even the playing field, hits Pete with the belt, decides he's not done yet, pedigree on the belt, that's where you see, okay, blood is coming off his temple. We're like, okay, he's not okay. Cover, one, two, Pete kicks out, says, fuck this, triangle choke, Darius starts to tap immediately. (laughs) Pete gets out the ring and leaves. Somebody done fucked up. Literally. And what's Some, sad somebody, that, somebody was pissed. What's funny is that they announced before the match, don't leave your seats because there's going to be an opportunity to take pics of British Strong Style in the ring. The minute Dunn walks out pissed, they're like, sorry, folks, you may now leave the building. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, God, I felt bad. Oh. Hey, everybody. Sorry. They literally have to start kicking out fans, and I felt so bad because the show went perfect. This was the first show that I've ever seen with the names being announced and everything getting sold so quickly. Tickets were sold out that even when people were coming in, there was a point they had to start pushing people away because the, the venue got packed. It's like, okay, this is what happens when you see UK talent in New York. And it was like this one mistake, which I felt bad for Darius because he took such the heat from it. And it's like, they agreed on the spot. (laughs) They knew what was going to happen. Sadly, mistakes happen. Right. But, again... It's wrestling, people. Things happen. Yep. There There has to be accountability for, like, the margin of error that can occur. Uh, the, the classic hitting the person in the face with a belt spot can go so wrong. I've seen it happen before. So people keep bear in mind the edges of belts are sharp. I've seen it. Especially that belt. That belt that Jerry's has on him, it always ends up costing someone like some blood because even Mike Vernon got hit with it once and it cut him in- instantly. Just one shot of it. So, so imagine Dunn having to take two shots. It's like, okay, he's going to start bleeding any minute. So that pretty much does it for that side of the story. So speedy recovery to Pete Dunn. He should be back on his feet anytime soon, but it's a shame we couldn't see him live, but it was still nice to see him 
uh, get his little confrontation with Travis Banks in there. They'll be facing off at Chapter 55 very soon, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, as far as our first taste of UK Wrestling Live, and it was a thunderous crowd, so much fun, got to bump into a lot of our friends, it was a hell of a lot of fun, so progress, please come back to NYC, just pick a better venue. I would have liked any place, I'm not the, I mean, I'm Azura, for yeah. anything, just yeah. anything, not the Elk Lodge, because that would have been even worse. Oh my Jesus! Don't ever give me the idea. <laughs> but um, it was it was so surreal too because the show just started and there was immediate chance of please come back. Even the promoter was like, "Jesus fucking Christ, we didn't even start the goddamn show yet." No. People are stopping the promoter like, "You're coming back, right?" He's like, "Let the show go on first. No, you're coming." I back, I got to right? say, I got to say hi to Jim Smallman. He's a very nice guy, and me and Mike got to take a picture with Jimmy Havoc for free. Uh, for free. They were all doing free picks. I respect them for that. It was so it, nice. It was so funny, too, because when Ben was about to take his picture with Jimmy Havoc, Jimmy Havoc was like, because like, Ben was putting the mask on. He was like, give, give, give me the fucking thing. Just, put, just like put the mask properly on his face. No, I said, I, said, I made a joke to, what, you're, you're burying the lead here. I made a joke to Jimmy. He was a really nice dude, by the way. Not a cunt at all. He's a very nice man. And is I said, he's not a wanker or a cunt. No and, and I said to him, I really don't know how you wear this thing all the time. It slips off so easily. And he said to me, well, that's because you're wearing it wrong. And he, he literally like, a <laughs> like my mother, like my mother, he grabs my head and just starts adjusting the match. And he's like, there you go. Now you're wearing it correctly. <laughs> if it was your mother, your mom would, like, why would your mom have half her head shaved? <laughs> Okay. And why does she have a British accent, Ben? Okay. And why, and, why, and why would she call you a wanker? And why? Okay. At this point, we've gone way off the script. So tell you what. What were you gonna say, Ben? I'm gonna. What I was gonna, gonna finish that statement. Fuck you. Okay. That's what I. How I'm does she say. know I wank? And that's where we need to go to commercial for a little bit. So tell you what, we're that covers all of the indie news and things that we have been involved in this week. We'll be right back with a quick review of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown Live, some SummerSlam predictions, and we're going to announce the rest of the shows we'll be attending this August where you can catch us at and hang what? out with us. <laughs> we're, going on a break we're, 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 going, we're going on a break because Ben wants to do you-know-what, so we'll be back. <sighs> Fuck you. Hey guys, Avenging Ben here, popping in to tell you that if you want to listen to all the previous episodes of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Season 1, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. All the previous 40 plus episodes are available anytime for free for your downloading pleasure. Also, if you want to follow us on all that good old social media, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at the GAWP Show, and you can follow us on the Facebook machine at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Also, if you want to get more of our video content and exclusive videos that will not be going up on our Facebook or our iTunes in audio form, you can follow us at our YouTube page at The General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We have interviews. We have exclusive episodes. We have all sorts of great content for you, so do check out our YouTube, our social media, and do subscribe to all of that great audio content. Once again, you can find all of the audio content on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. Once again, guys, leave a little review, leave a five-star rating. Maybe you can push us up to the top of those subscriber counts. Maybe we can get some good publicity for us. Who knows? Once again, thank you guys for supporting the show, and it goes a long way. So now, let's get back into it with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast.
And we are back with more of the GAWP. Before we get into Raw and SmackDown, uh, you guys hear the news? They announced the roster for the new WWE 2K17 video game. Oh yep. my god, what a roster so far. 47 athletes announced. So it, <laughs> The Ascension. That's it. That's, that's all we need to buy the game. That's all we need, the Ascension. They're, they're, if didn't you see SmackDown Live, they're, they live a gluten-free lifestyle. Oh, God. fuck off. That was hilarious. No, but in certain seriousness, this is what really caught our eye. This is why we want to talk about it today. Because they got announced to the where... in the game right. is WWE superstar, because we can't call him Divas anymore, Paige. I have, se to quote JonTron, I have several questions. I have several questions. <laughs> uh, to quote him again, I get it. I don't get it. I get it. I don't get it. <laughs> you know what the funny part was when they, because they, they were dividing up like, like here were the tag teams, like here are the big men, who here are the women, and then they showed her, showed her picture. And we, you just, just see her there, like, and they're like, uh, Paige will be in the game. <laughs> Like, they even stumbled over each other, just like, uh, uh, uh Paige! Even Goldust's like, oh, fuck. Speaking of Goldust, he does this presentation. He's a heel on Raw. He's acting like a face during this. I'm right, like, right. hey, that's babe! Not, that's, not, that's not an issue. That is yes, not it is! Issue. No, it's not. To me, it is. K-Fabe, damn it. How about the fact that they These motherfuckers ain't keeping cake when they're announcing their goddamn video game motherfucking bucket whip arm motherfuckers. I'm gonna kick the shit out of them, whip across the table, <laughs> kick their asses. Oh god, I'm gonna choke on my pasta. <laughs> Ray's about, Ray's about, Ray is about to choke on Ben's noodle. No, these noodles are long, not like Ben's. I'm canceling the show. We're canceled. <laughs> First episode of season two. We're canceled. <laughs> Damn it, Ben. <laughs> Damn it, Ray. Why do you have to be so rude to my noodle? <laughs> In the description. I'm done. Ray, Ray insults Ben's noodle. <laughs> Noodles. All right. But yeah. This, back to 2K. Back to 2K. Yeah, so... Does she see? Do you think that this is maybe their way of maybe enticing her to come back? No, no. No, I just see they had her scanned, so it's like, fuck it. Why not use I her? Think, I don't think they had her scanned. I think they're just using the model and just updating it from last Probably. week, from last year's. Because if Probably. you think about it, the two K crew has to go to every Raw, SmackDown, or NXT to scan these guys facially and like get all their tattoos, like all their like yeah. Um, so, just to, just to think about this, Paige goes around the world with Alberto, and she has the time to get scanned for a fucking game for a company she's not even in anymore. <laughs> well, Cody said, sorry, from the recent Cody Rhodes interview, he says you literally just have to get scanned once, and you're good. So they so. probably still have her from, like, the last time. Another thing is, is Cody going to be in the game? I doubt it. That I really doubt. You think you think they're just gonna scrap it? You're not gonna put Cody because even Cody wasn't in last year. He was Stardust, and I think they're just not gonna use Stardust anymore. So the <clears throat> roster reveal is basically most of the guys you see on um, TV right now, and some of the legends. But um, screenshots have been uh, 
released. What do you guys think of it visually? It looks pretty cool. It's good right now. We have Sanity making their debut, which is awesome. I bet Ben marked out for that. <laughs> oh, this is the, the first time. Oh, this is, oh, this is the first time. He- oh, this is the first time hearing of it. I didn't even know. Oh, you didn't watch the video, Ben? Come no. on, Ben. Well, basically, this is a like, great video. <laughs> don't even look at the video, but more of like because they released uh, Sandy's entrance. Yeah, this is the first time ever. There's a four-person entrance. And it's, and it's also also when you think about the roster reveal, they they um mentions Eric Young, Nikki Cross. Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane, and Sawyer Fulton as so, members of Sanity. So Sawyer Fulton is still in there? One of those names is not even on goddamn TV right now. <laughs> yeah, they scanned Sawyer Fulton. It's like, uh... Fuck. He shouldn't be there. So, so I guess... They announced him as Sanity, Sawyer Fulton. It's like... Right. So uh, I guess Sawyer Fulton gets a paycheck, I suppose. Yeah, he gets a royalty check. That's true. They do get royalties for the game. Even, um... Who else? Uh, even the fucking Bushwhackers <laughs> get a royalty check. Yes, the the tag te- the sick. tag team that Pro Wrestling Ins- Illustrated rated the worst tag team of the year two years running are getting royalty checks for video games. You know what? Ash is getting two. We're, God damn it! You're, you're right. If there's two versions of you, you get twice the money. <laughs> yep. Fuck. But that, but, um, so yeah, WWE yeah. 2K17 coming out soon. 18. 18. 18. This is 18. All right. Though we do have a question, though, for our fans. Me and Mike were discussing this. We want to do, we're thinking about doing a WWE Universe for the GAWP. So it wouldn't be WWE Universe. It would be the GALT Universe. The way we do so, it. So, leave down below. Do you but want basically, it? But basically using WWE, guys. Basically, mm-hmm. I would take, like, overall SmackDown, and Ray would take overall SmackDown. And basically, we book week to week. Maybe we do some impromptu matches. Maybe Ben will join us and play a couple of games with us. Leave us down below if you want this. What would you want to see out of it? What kind of format? Do you want to see use customs? Anything? When the game comes out, just let us know if you actually want to see it. For sure, that is definitely in the works. But let's get to the real meat and potatoes of this episode. Let's get into the go-home shows for Raw and SmackDown going into SummerSlam. Go-home shows? These shows did not look like that, Ben. Yeah, well... They didn't even, they didn't even feel like go-home shows. It felt like the night after SummerSlam. They did. They really If I didn't did. know there was an actual pay-per-view on Sunday, this show didn't I, help. I, I would have thought that the fucking Raw and SmackDown this week was the go-home... Well, the pay-per-views. <laughs> Well, then they were pretty. Then, then SmackDown was a pretty shitty pay per view. Well, let's start. Let's let's start off with Raw. Raw was good this week. I really liked Raw this week. Uh, Raw, yeah. Raw actually for once it, it won the week. Not, we actually Raw has won a couple of weeks, but it's been a it's been a while since they won. Um, this they des- this Sasha, decisively, yeah. in my opinion, it's been this while since they've won this decisively. Um, yeah, this one was literally just Raw. That's it. Uh, I'll bring up the cliff notes for Raw. Basically, things that caught my eye, and get, I'll get your guys' opinion on it. Uh, we had Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax for the 100th million time. Oh, and Sasha wins. So now we get Sasha Banks versus Alexa Bliss at SummerSlam for the Women's Championship. I'm going to say... These two, these two have real-life heat. They do not like each other. I'm going to say it. Good. It, it, it'll make the feud more interesting because thank God we're not getting Bailey versus Alexa Bliss again. I hate to say this because I never want any wrestler to be injured and miss out on doing what they love, but 
Bailey getting injured is possibly the best thing that could have happened at this point. Because if you think you're going to sell tickets to the women's di- on the women's division's front of things with Bailey and Alexa goddamn Bliss, you are out your goddamn mind. Wait, wait, Ben. Speaking of injury, WWE might have ruined this angle. There's been a rumor. It might have been fake. Because Bailey was seen recording videos and everything after the supposed injury. No sling, nothing. Usually if you have like a dislocated shoulder or something, you should be wearing something to hold the arm in place. Shouldn't you? <laughs> so Bailey will be showing up after SummerSlam to take on Sasha. She's going to turn heel. Sadly, yep. She's going to turn heel because that's the only way you could even salvage Bailey by this point. But also, could you see Bailey as a heel? Yes. Oh my God! No, I absolutely no, could. No, 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 no. I don't. I see it the other way. I see Sasha being the heel. For God's sake, she needs to be a heel. And so if Sasha wins, so you're saying Sasha wins? Maybe Bailey comes out, hugs her. Sasha hits her from behind and like hurts her arm. But I, I, that's not even like what I want to bring up. I want to bring up the fact that there's been a problem for ever since WrestleMania. The same women wrestle. Every fucking week in the same matches against the same people over and over and over and over again. It's on both goddamn shows. One week Alexa's facing Sasha, then the next week she's facing Bailey. And if one of them two are not facing Alexa, they face Nia. It's the same fucking four. You even say the same thing on SmackDown, which they only have goddamn seven. The SmackDown 7. Because they have no women's division. There's barely they, anyone to actually can, use. Brad split my ass. <laughs> <laughs> they Another killed the women's division, splitting them up onto two rosters. They killed the tag uh, team division. There is no fucking tag team division. Another cliff note. We have the Woken Hardys. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Another cliff note from Raw. Uh, we finally got the teaming up of Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. That was cool. And Kurt Angle just announces them as the number one contenders for the pay-per-view. I'm not going to go on a rant on why they're the number one contenders, even though they've lost and won some of their matches in the last few weeks. But you know what? At this point, fuck it. Just fuck it. And with the rumors of Seamus going away and filming a movie, I know who's winning Sunday. Could we be mad, though? It's the Shield. We get the Shield. Dean Ambrose desperately needs this. He really needs this. <laughs> He's more likable. Do they bring out the gear again? No. 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 They got to be no, right? Because they got to be selling them <laughs> lunatic fringe T-shirts that look like Jack Daniels bottles. I like me some Jack Daniels. Another day, though. You're fucking drunk. <laughs> Another cliff note from Raw is. Well, we got two SummerSlam matches brought to us early. The first one was Neville versus Tozawa. This was a great match that if it was on the pay-per-view Sunday, nobody would have given a shit. It is on the pay-per-view Sunday. But I'm saying It'll probably be the pre-show. It, it is the pre-show. I'm, say, I'm saying if they, did, if they didn't do this match on Monday and they just did it on Sunday, nobody would care. And nobody would have saw what happened. Right, right. They did this great spoiler thing. Spoiler alert! New cruiserweight champion. They did this great thing. Kira Tozawa wins the belt, and they're doing the Titus Brand celebration 
on 205 Live, which I'm one of like the only 20 people that watches that show. So they did ten. this thing you're, where... You're, you're the only 10 people. 15. I'm one of the only 15 people that watches 205 Live. <laughs> Maybe five. That's it. <laughs> Maybe one. I'm the one person who watches... I am the one. I am the one who watches 205 Live. And they did this... I am the one in 205. <laughs> what? There go, is no one. Go, go, just bring... <laughs> Oh, there's a two, there's a zero, there's, and there's a, a five. There's no one. I can't math. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say? They did this great thing where Neville comes out looking like a like like he's been on a drinking binge. Like he has these dark, sunken in eyes. He looks like he's just... hours? Yeah, it's weird. They, he comes out looking like straight, straight hell. His hair is all fucking frizzy. He looks like a complete wreck. And he literally up on the monitor, he's just like, this is how much time there is till SummerSlam. That's how long you're going to hold on to that fucking belt. It he was... said fuck it? No, he didn't, but that's might as well what he said. <laughs> I was going to say, damn, Mike, we need to watch two of us. <laughs> he said fuck. He said fuck. He said fuck. No, but he's just like, you are dishonoring that belt every time you hold it. And I'm taking it back. And it, yeah, Neville being... I love it when when someone loses their belt, they look fucking depressed. Because you're supposed to be depressed. It's your most valuable asset. But guys, if you're Seamus or John Cena, you come out the next night smiling and doing the jig. Well, some, you, you win championships, you lose some. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, Cena. God. The other thing coming yep. out of, uh, speaking of uh, European wrestlers, let's talk about uh, Finn Balor and what happened between him and Bray Wyatt. Gimmick infringement! Well, not only that, but I, I, I wrote here, they gave us Balor and Wyatt uh, five, well, six days early from SummerSlam. I, I, I told you guys, one of them's hurt. <laughs> That's what, that was like my immediate thought. One of them is hurt. Well, but that's that, not the case, Mike. But that wasn't the case. They had a match, started off slow, then Bray Wyatt hits Sister Abigail and wins. I think we didn't even notice that he won. We're just talking and then, wait, one, two, oh shit, he won. He won. <laughs> Ray forgot a number, but he won. Uh, <laughs> one, when did two. I forget? I said one, two, oh shit. <laughs> that's not a number. And then the lights go out, Bray Wyatt pops up again, and he has a copper bucket, and he proceeds to douse Finn Balor in corn syrup. No, it was blood, Ben. Or pig blood. blood. No, not pig. It was just blood. Human blood. You are to be known as that was blood. It was blood. At WCW, when Vampire used to do that, they just called it the red, red liquid. God. Did I tweet out at Gangrel this is what happens with gimmick infringement? Yeah, we got nowhere on that tweet. But, um, <laughs> basically the whole setup for this was Kurt, uh, fuck. Finn Balor came out of Kurt Angle's office and covered in blood still. It was like, Wyatt wants the demon? Well, he gets the demon. And Corey Graves goes, oh my god. So we're getting the demon back. At Sunday, on Sunday, so the demon Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. So the match is still on, but now we have a reason. Now we know the face paint, the face paint and body paint come back on Sunday. 
Absolutely, and I am definitely looking forward to that because goddamn that demons shit can move a fuck of a lot of merch. It's been a, it's been a, it's been one full year ever since he came back after WrestleMania. We have not seen one instance of the paint. And this actually, I like this. This was built up well. It actually gives a reason as to why he's bringing the paint back. Yep. Have you guys ever actually read the WWE comic book where they actually give him and the demon a backstory? No. Then an issue of the WWE comic book they're putting out now, they gave him a backstory. When he was in his indie days, he was walking down a dirt road in Ireland one night when he came across this giant demon and was able to best him in combat. Questions. And he stole, when he defeated him, he stole... His helmet, like that weird tassely looking thing he wears on his head with the belts and stuff, and that transferred the demon powers into Finn Balor. And I am now conceding that that is canon, and I am going to hold on to that backstory every time I see it. It's awesome. Interesting. It's it's, it's interesting on how they took it. They took they took the demon character and put in the comic. It was really cool. I'll show it to you. It's great. But yeah, so aside from that, what's the other... Uh, let's wrap it up with Raw. What's the other key point we should take away from it? Uh, we'll take... We'll, 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 just, we'll discuss the main event segment. Basically, it was a face-to-face-to-face-to-face. To WrestlePro. <laughs> we'll get... Uh, you, always, you guys jump the fucking gun, I swear. But basically, Braun, Roman, Joe, Brock, all stood in the ring, stared at each other, and I couldn't stop staring at Dan Moff on the outside of the goddamn ring. <laughs> it was Dan Moff! <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute, I know him! I know that guy! I know him! You know what's funny, too? You have these four giant men standing in the ring, and then you just have another giant outside wearing a black t-shirt and jeans. It's like, Dan Moff belongs in this equation. God damn it. We want the Boricua. <laughs> uh, if, if Dan Moff is listening to this, congratulations. And congratulations to all those guys that got on Raw. But, um, yeah, because we had Dan Moff, Bear Bronson, uh, one half of the Heavenly Bodies. Right. I'm trying to list all of them. Cause I oh, and let's not forget the highlight of the night. Blonde blonde security guard who took oh, one Damian punch. Gibbs. <laughs> Damian Gibbs. Damian Gibbs. So, that was the sell of the night. In the neck. Boing! So, Roman Reigns and Joe got knocked out, and we had the epic face-off of Brock and uh, Braun. So, they're about to go at it, and the security guards, like, they run in to separate them, too. <laughs> then Braun hits Damian Gibbs on the neck. All of a sudden, he jumps as high as he can and flies Ooh. over the brick. <laughs> That's the not gravity, folks. That's not how what? punching works. <laughs> It's like he hit a slinky, and the slinky just went out the ring. <laughs> it was hilarious. You know funny, though? Then the actual superstars come out. First guy to get in the ring, Kurt Hawkins. I'm like, hmm, I wonder who got these security guards bugs. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were in Providence, Florida. Right? You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Good for Kurt Hawkins, man. Like, that dude, that, that dude, man, he gets to do what he loves on a daily basis, man. Like, good for him, man. <laughs> And he still gets hey, to... I'm happy Kurt Hawkins has a job. He's getting paid. It's but... it's whatever. It's a worker. I'm glad. Good for him, man. So, so Raw ended with a 
epic stare down between Braun and Brock. They almost got into a fight again. And Kurt, the best part about this was they're all four of them were in the ring, and Kurtang was just sitting in a chair on the outside, looking like, "Oh God, oh Jesus Lord." Because Kurt doesn't want to get hit. Where's my son? Where's my son? Oh God, don't get me fucking started on that fucking shit. You wonder why we didn't bring up Jason Jordan because his shit on Raw didn't even matter. Because he's not having a match on the pay-per-view. Chad Gable got jobbed out to Rusev on SmackDown, and he looked better in defeat than than Jason Jordan does. Jason Jordan actually won his match. Jason Jordan's theme song is garbage. His presentation is garbage. It's beginning to make me realize I've always sort of known this, but I always kind of let it go. Like, Chad Gable really was the heart and soul of American Alpha. He made Jason Jordan look way more interesting than he really was. Yep. Think about it. The thing that got those two over in the first place was all that ready, willing, and Gable stuff. You kind of just wanted to see him team up when, on the NXT storyline. They're like, come on, Jason, join me. Yeah, and, when they finally, and when they finally won a match together, it was just like, I think Jason Jordan just found a partner. And it was like, yeah, that was really cool. But they, And then they win the title. They're like, yeah, okay. They make it to the WWE. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these guys again? <laughs> why, why do we like them? Wait, the Hardy. Okay, Hardy, we're why, good. Why, why, we have a good why, tag Why does that <laughs> vanilla, vanilla midget that looks like Kurt Angle have a towel? Why does he have a towel? I don't get it. <laughs> Speaking of SmackDown, let's jump into SmackDown. It, 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 it was uh, a one-moment show. It was a one-fucking-moment show. Okay, what are we going to well, talk well, about? Ben, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I know Ben wants to get into what happened at the end, but let's go do some of the cliff notes for SmackDown. Opened up with Happy Independence Day for India with Jinder Mahal and the Singh Brothers. I'm not going to make fun of this because... There's probably some Indians listening to this right now, and I don't want to make fun of him. Do we have Indians listening to our show? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> but honestly, this was, this was something for the Indian uh, fan base of the WWE, so nothing really happened here. Just Jinder Mahal plugging his main event with John Cena. Uh, other things, another edition of the Fashion Peaks. Honestly, I, since we've been off, I want to mention this. The last few fashion files or fashion peaks, whatever it is, they bored me. I'm sorry. No, I've really, I think it really all depends upon whether or not you're a Twin Peaks fan, which I most yeah, definitely I, I, am. I don't know what Twin, I don't know what Twin Peaks is. So. Twin Peaks is a show from the '90s directed by David Lynch, and it's a show about a girl, about a town in in like the South. Who they like the local like the prom queen like a popular girl in town Laura Palmer is murdered, and they call in a special FBI agent to come investigate it. But it leads to a huge conspiracy within the town, and you learn about all the people in this town and how ultimately weird and creepy this place is. It's a great show, and as a fan of Twin Peaks, I've been watching a lot of it lately. These segments have been doing me so good. They are. No, there has not been a bad... I will disagree with you on this one. There has not been a bad Fashion Files segment yet, and these ones have been killing it. I absolutely I, I, love I, I'm it. I'm going for the New York Undercover one. That's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying all of them are bad. I'm just saying the recent ones with Twin Peaks, I've just been lost because I don't know... Because I, I, I don't get the joke. 
So these ones I don't get. So I assume the girl you were talking about in the show, that's why Tyler Breeze was dressed like a girl. Uh, well, no, actually. The Breezong, remember when Fandango's face would appear on camera, like on a layover? Like that was referencing Laura, that, um, Laura Palmer, the missing girl. No, uh, they were. He was dressed like he was just like a special agent Cooper from the show, played by Kyle MacLachlan, and uh, he's he's talking. He he does this thing on the show where he's always like recording messages for his secretary and then mailing them to her, which is always weird because he could just call her. And the, and then in this episode they have Breeze dress up like the secretary, which was which is hilarious. Uh, I gotcha. I gotcha. But again, it really <laughs> it all depends. Interesting, though. It really depends upon whether or not you're a fan. Of Twin Peaks uh, or not. Basically, the build-up for all of this was Brizongo comes back in two weeks. Sweet. Did they even, did they even say who... Because the whole thing was who tarnished their office. Oh, they said who it was. Who was it? It was Arn Anderson. <sighs> Next cliff note. <laughs> Next cliff Red, note. Stop Randy, Orton, <laughs> Randy Orton and RKO's Rusev, which reminded me that they have a match on Sunday. Oh yeah, that's happening. No, can I tell you this? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Rusev comes out, cuts a promo on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and I'm like, huh, they need to give him something to do for SummerSlam. But it's good, but it's Rusev, so it's gotta be shit. Who's the most boring, like vanilla opponent? Head Venga. Who was like I was like, who's the most boring opponent they could possibly give him? As if on fucking cue. I hear voices. God damn it. It's like Ben then looked up to the heavens and was like, I, I, no, I changed my mind. No. But, um. Is anyone actually looking forward to this match on Sunday? One, two, three. No. no. <laughs> you wonder why? Because this match has no build. Randy Orton This is going to be off. when we're drinking, right? <laughs> just hold to on, get through on, this match. Hold, hold on. Randy Orton just came off losing three, no, four pay-per-views in a row. So this, so when Rusev said he needed an opponent, and Randy Orton came out, I was like, "There's his win, there's his win back." Because there's no goddamn way they're gonna put Rusev over. I like Rusev, but Randy Orton is one of the like big tickets for the WWE. So Randy Orton and Rusev have a match on Sunday. The Usos and the New Day have a match, which we now know is gonna be Biggie and Xavier. So we know who's winning that tag match. Ooh, yep. so they're dropping the match. Uh, we had AJ Styles apologizing to Shane for kicking him in the head last week. AJ, uh, let me repeat. AJ Styles apologized to Shane McMahon for kicking him in the head. This was the same motherfucker who five months ago put his head through a window. And but, now he's sorry. But, but, but my... And the it's Wesley. Shut up. Kevin Owens came out, and then he hit Shane. So now we got the storyline of whose side is Shane on? Is he going to call the match fairly? Nobody fucking knows. Anyone, Nobody see, anyone fuck- see this turning into a triple threat? With Shane? Yep. And Shane no. actually going over. I see this as the build-up for Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Mm, so you actually think that's going to happen the rumor of a tag match at Survivor Series Team Shane versus Team Kevin not even teams I'm thinking at Wrestlemania it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon I'm thinking yeah but you need a build to start it dude it's going to be a long build Kevin Owens ain't leaving Raw 
if they do another shakeup. He's staying on SmackDown to build us up. But let's talk about the main event. The biggest main event in SmackDown Live history. Blow me. Cena versus Mahal. <laughs> For two God. straight hours, with a straight face. They told us John Cena versus Jinder Mahal for the first time ever is the biggest main event in SmackDown history. And the title's not even on the line. I would have loved if the title had been on the line. It would have made sense. But no. But, so basically, when John Cena asked he won Mahal, he got him. Because it's it's John Cena wall. So they have a match. Cena is about to pin pin the WWE champion, by the way. And Baron Corbin throws his briefcase at John Cena's nuts for the DQ. Because <laughs> this was funny. Corbin ran in, and he, he was obviously a little late, so he just threw the briefcase at his nuts. <laughs> yep. He's like, yeah! <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, John Cena gets thrown out. Corbin does what he does. He fucks shit up. He's about and to leave. Mean, and, and what I mean, he fucks shit up. Listen oh, God. He runs back. He sees Mahal that's knocked out from a super AA. And he says, gives, oh. give, gives the briefcase to the ref. The bell rings. He cast in. John Cena gets on the apron. Gives him one. No, no. Cena didn't even touch him. Corbin punched him. And then Mahal with a roll up pinned Baron Corbin. Corbin just lost his money in the bank briefcase. Quicker than Damian Sandow. Did Damian Sandow at least got a match in before Cena beat him? Okay, I'm going to fucking take this. Listen, there is a chance. If they're using this to build Corbin a different way, fine. The only way you could fix this bullshit is if you have Corbin murder John Cena this Sunday. If you just literally have him murder him or just beat him clean. That is the only way. The thing that was making Nakamura and Mahal interesting was the idea that Corbin could cash in during, before, or after the match. That's what made that match. It added a little extra twist to what was going on. You've just gotten rid of one of the big hooks for your main event feud going into the show. Listen, I'm excited for the match regardless because I'm a big Nakamura guy, but I know for a fact now Nakamura's going to fucking win because, god damn it, you've just gotten rid of the one thing. By the way, John Cena is a fucking idiot because, okay, John, it's like, oh, I've shown Baron Corbin that he shouldn't mess with me because I'll always be there to get him. Okay, John, sound plan. But if you, dumbass, had just waited five seconds and let Corbin win the match, your match at SummerSlam would now be a WWE Championship match, dickweed. No, Ben, logic doesn't make sense in wrestling. If th- ben, this ben, was... Ben, ben, keep, ben, keep talking while I expect to share the ring. The, le- <laughs> no. the leaps in logic uh... in this decision... It makes John Cena look even less like a babyface because he's smiling and laughing about this afterwards. It makes Baron Corbin look like a dumbass, and Jinder Mahal is still there being fucking boring. We are one year. We are officially. We are officially one year removed from the fucking brand split, and we are right back to where we motherfucking started with SmackDown 
having the bare scrapings of the roster and not knowing what to fucking do with them. We're right back where we motherfucking started. If anything, we're worse off from where we were a fucking year ago. The world champion is a motherfucking joke. The tag division is a joke. The U.S. championship scene is the only thing keeping me watching SmackDown and Fashion Files, and that's it. Those are the only things keeping me going, because for God's sakes, you've just screwed over one of your talents, one of their pushes. You've given me no reason to be invested in this championship match beyond the fact that gender is Indian and bad. You've given, and you've given me no reason to be invested in any of this. Oh my God, this is, I, and listen, I am sure what goes into booking a weekly wrestling show is fucking tiresome. It must be goddamn difficult to have to book two hours, I mean, five hours of television every goddamn week. But for fuck's sake, this is basic writing 101. If I can point, this is my basic rule. If I can look at a booking decision and point out three major flaws right off the bat, it's not a good decision. This is not good for the momentum going into the Nakamura gender match. This is not good for gender. This is not good for Corbin's push going forward. And it makes no sense from John Cena's character, because why wouldn't he want a WWE Championship match? What should have happened is Corbin should have won, and then maybe Cena says, hey, okay, you won your title, but I'm taking it from you Sunday. Boom. Instant heat or boom, instant momentum going in Sunday. Wow. This was... They have, they're going to have to do some major hocus-pocus bullshit to make me care this Sunday. Because Raw, I'll give them credit. The heavyweight, the Universal title match, I'm hyped for. The Bray Wyatt-Finn uh, Balor match, I'm hyped for. The, for fuck's sake, uh, those matches I'm excited for. The tag title, the tag title match on Raw, I'm excited for. On SmackDown, not a nothing. Women's Championship, no, not excited for it. Freaking tag titles, not excited for it. World Heavyweight Championship match, you know, if Nakamura wins, fine. It'll be cool to see him hold the belt, but I'm not excited for it. Oh, <sighs> God's sake. Rant over. You okay, Dan? I'm fine. You know what? You know what, Ben? I thank you. You actually said everything that I've been thinking for the past twenty four hours. I'm not the only one who's thought bullshit. this. If you want an, if you want someone who gets even angrier than I do, go watch J D from New York two oh sixes video. Yeah, shout out to J D. And good luck on House of Glory this Friday. We'll get to that a little later, but good luck from your House but, of um, Glory. If I can make uh, one comment about this is that John Cena is scheduled to be on the Raw shows after SummerSlam going forward. So this whole thing with Corbin is just going to be a one-off. If, if, that, if the rumors are true that Cena is going to jump to Raw, as the free agent that he was advertised as back in July. That that doesn't help Corbin either. So he not. ruins Corbin just to go to Raw. I don't... Here's the thing. I am sick of blaming other superstars for this. I'm. Let's just start blaming the writing team. Let's blame the old man that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, Vince McMahon. Because at this point, you look at the WWE product, people are leaving left and right. Mm, sure. there probably some, there's some people that listen to this show and other shows who don't even watch the product and only follow up with, follow up on it when we talk about it. Probably. Sure. So, but for God's sakes, instead of watching three hours of Raw, they listen to an hour and a half of a podcast. Talking about what happened on Raw, what's going on, what's the backstage stuff, 
and it just keeps going. Like they, they need a fire. Some of these writers, because they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They obviously don't know what wrestling is. They don't know what a, what any of these stories are supposed to be. Because one week Corbin is the lone wolf who's a badass, and then the next week he's a pussy. He's the lone pussy cat. <sighs> So well, that was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. So Raw, Raw wins. The, Raw won the week. Yeah. Now, honestly, if you're not a wrestling fan and you don't know, you're not keeping up to date with the pay per view schedule. Would these two shows have made you think, "Oh yeah, there's a pay per view on Sunday"? So, because honestly, to me, yeah. I wouldn't have known SummerSlam was on Sunday. Yeah, these. This did not did hype not, up the pay per view at all with their booking. Did not do a very good job of selling either show of, of selling SummerSlam for me. But Raw did a moderately better job because I am excited for maybe two or three matches on their end. So, so do you want to just bring out the SummerSlam predictions now? Let's go through. This is gonna tell you what. Let's do these. This is a very big card. So instead of just disparaging with the why and why you think, let's just go through. And of course, if you don't know, this uh, Sunday at SummerSlam for the predictions belt, it is going for the DAWP Heavyweight Championship. It is going to be Whole Milk Mike getting his long-awaited one-on-one predictions <laughs> match with Matt the Daddy Koffler, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday to Matt the Daddy. Matt the Daddy. That's my best friend. And we're gonna, Matt and, the Daddy, I have something to say to you. Now, I don't have a birthday present for you today. But your birthday present is to me. It's going to be on Sunday when you hand over that fucking belt, you asshole. Yep. So let's tell you what. We'll get Matt's predictions because he's out celebrating his birthday at the moment, as well he should. And we'll definitely display those up on the social media for you guys so you can play along at home. So we're just going to go through these pretty rapid fires. So these are 12 matches. So instead of going into the whole why and why you think, let's just all shout out who we're thinking succinctly, quickly, so we can get on to announcing which indie shows and other shows we're going to be attending in the next few days. So, let's start from the bottom and go to the top. First off, Cesaro, Cesaro defending the WWE Raw Tag Team Championships against two-thirds of the Shield in Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. Mike, who you got? The Bar versus the Shield, huh? Yep. The, she- the Shield, Ambrose and Rollins. And Ray, who you got? Shield. They'll beat the Bar and then go to the Bar. All right, Mike has the shield, Ray has the shield. I'm going to be the odd man out. I am going to go with Cesaro and Sheamus because I think the minute they beat them, Dean Ambrose is going to turn heel on Seth Rollins live at SummerSlam and get booed and get booed out of the Barclays Center because Dean Ambrose turning heel on Seth Rollins would be amazing and it would make sense because two years ago at this very show, Seth was the heel, Dean was the face. Two years later, you swap it. That's what they should do. So I'm going with Cesaro and Sheamus for the win. That's actually a very interesting thought. Next up? <laughs> with, with, with all the weeks that's been happening on Raw with these two, it would actually be pretty perfect if this was all ruse by Ambrose just to get the shield pack together for one night and then say, fuck you. Pretty much. <laughs> and next up, it is going to be, as we just discussed, John Cena versus soon-to-be-buried Baron Corbin. Uh, I'm going to go with Baron. Baron needs the Cena's not going to be on SmackDown going forward I think so why not give Corbin something give Corbin this win okay Ray who have you got god uh, I want to say Zena because wrestling proves it but you know what Baron does need this win I'm going to go with Baron Corbin and also if you think about this in like wrestling logic 
Cena has lost the last five SummerSlams in a row. Yeah. True. He's not good at SummerSlam. He's not good at SummerSlam. So I will also go with Baron Corbin. Next up, it is going to be the Demon Finn Balor versus the. Well, we can't really call him the Eater of Pins anymore. He's been on a pretty consistent winning streak, but Bray Wyatt. He's still the Eater, eater of Pins. <laughs> the Eater of Booty. He's the Eater of Booty, and it's going to be Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I am going to go with Finn Balor. Mike, who have you got? He ate JoJo's ass so hard she wasn't even on Raw on Monday. Um, oh, dude, no, no, don't. Don't make fun of that, please. She was, she was gone from Raw for a very serious reason. Unfortunately, JoJo's sister... Passed away, which is I know, horrible. I know, but it's still. Uh, just wanted to make a stupid comment. Uh, uh, the demon Finn Balor. And Ray, who have you got? Straight flush, just the demon Finn Balor. They're not going to work on this storyline so much to then. You know what? Bring the demon, but he still loses. No. So and then next up, oh sweet fucking Jesus! WWE got to be selling them shark cage toy sets, so it's Big Show. Big cast, one-on-one, and Enzo Amore is in the ring, suspended in a shark cage. The storyline can go the storyline can go suck a rod. I'm going to go with Big Cass. He needs to win more. Mike, who you got? I got uh Big Cass. And Ray, what about you? I say Big Cass because the storyline now is gonna be Brick the Big Show's hand is broken, so Cass has the advantage. Turn no Enzo, just turn Enzo heel, put him together with Big Cass again, and we can forget this whole fucking thing ever happened. No, oh, don't even turn him heel. Fire Enzo. With all the bullshit that's been breaking the fa- past couple of weeks, just get rid of him. Stop. Yeah. If, if you hate somebody so much, just get rid of him. Why do you keep him in the contract? Eh, I agree. <laughs> and next up, it is going to be the New Day defending their SmackDown Tag Team Championships against... Uh, down since day one ish, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, uh, Mike, who you got? Uh, Usos. Uh, Ray, what about you? Uh, God, what are they gonna do? Brooklyn. Mm. Fuck it, I'll go with the new day. And I am also going to go with the Usos. I feel that they'll do better with those belts in the future. And next up, it is going to be. Uh, oh, Christ. It's going to be Randy Snorton versus Rusev. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, Rusev. He needs it more. I'm going to say Randy. Randy's been, Randy has lost the House of Horrors match and all three matches against Jinder. He's got. He's going to need a win on a pay-per-view at some point, so it's going to be here at SummerSlam. I completely agree. Uh, and, Ray, what about you? I'll say Randy some help from Chad Gable. Really? Something's going to happen no. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Next <laughs> up, match I am actually excited for. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. U.S. Championship match. Shane McMahon is the special guest referee. I am going to go with AJ Styles. I'll feel he'll do more good for that belt going forward. Uh, Mike, who you got? As much as the matches have been good in the last uh, couple months, these two need to get away from each other for a little bit. Right? Yeah. They, 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 they can't keep just going back to the well with these two. I'm, I'm going to say... AJ says he can end. I'm going to say AJ retains, but it's not going to be as clear or cut as like a Styles Clash or a Phenomenal Forum. There's going to be something that involves Kevin Owens beating Shane. 
something. It's got, it's, it has to be something. I agree. And Ray, what about you? Thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oh God, I just got an idea in my head. Being the story that's been booked right now is they're both attacking Shane by accident. So what I see it happening, AJ is going to go for a move. Shane's going to be in the way. AJ stops. Kevin Owens takes advantage. One, two, three. I see Kevin Owens winning the title on Sunday. That makes sense. All right. Next up, it is going to be Akira Tozawa defending his newly won Cruiserweight Championship versus the King of the Crew, former King of the Cruiserweight, Neville. I am going to go with Akira. He just won it. Uh, Mike, who you got? Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just give it back to Neville. I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Neville. And Ray, what about you? Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go with the same idea I had on Monday. Titus O'Neil is gonna screw up Tozawa, and Neville wins the title on Sunday. All right. And next up, oh Jesus. It's the <laughs> Maharaja, it's Jinder Mabals defending the WWE Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura is facing the least successful member of three-man band in a marquee SummerSlam match. My brain hurts. I'm going to go with Shinsuke, get the belt off of Jinder. He is poisoned to SmackDown right now. Mike, I'm guessing you think the same. I want... I want Nakamura to win the belt. Is it too soon at this point? I'm just like, Mahal is not working. He, I, I get it. He's a nice guy. He has a good look. But if everybody in the goddamn company was nice, they would all have championships by now. Give it to Nakamura. Because apparently the Corbin idea is gone. You know what? To go back on the Corbin thing, I feel like they got to pull a swerve and be like, but his shoulder was up, so technically the match wasn't over. So he still has to be a case. Like, I feel like there's going to be some bullshit. I feel like Corbin's <laughs> going to interfere no matter what. We'll see but what happens. So you're going to go knock, with Shinsuke? Knock him over to win. Because he's undefeated. And if, they, if Jinder pins him clean, I am done. <laughs> and Ray, I am done. And Ray, what about you? Uh, Nakamura. No explanation needed. Very good. Did we, did we talk about the women's championship matches? No, I was going to say, we missed both No, those are, those are literally next on the list. That's how they're ordered on this uh, list I'm reading. Oh, okay. okay. Next okay. up is going to be Alexa Bliss defending her Raw champion, women's championship against the boss, Sasha Banks. Uh, I feel the belt will be better off on Alexa a little longer, so I'm going to go with Alexa. Uh, I'm going to say Sasha, but she doesn't work out with the belt. Basically the same thing from Great Balls of Fire, DQ, count out, she doesn't win. All she right. doesn't walk out she doesn't walk out with the title. Alright, and yeah. Ray, what about you? I say Sasha, new champion. Alright, and next up it is going to be Naomi defending the glowing SmackDown Women's Championship versus Natalia. I have heard rumors they want to keep the belt on Naomi at least till after Christmas, so they can sell glowing belt replicas to kids as a toy. No! They want to keep the belt on her specifically just so they can justify it still glowing so they can sell it as a toy. So I'm going this with... This marketing Ni team sucks! So I'm going no. with Naomi. Isn't wrestling magical, kids? Merchandise! <laughs> Merchandise! 
merchandising. Merch- merchandising, where the real booking decisions are made. So I guess we're all going to go with Naomi because it's blatantly obvious. Yep. My- so hold on, I, I want to bring this up. Why do you feel? Why do you think that Natalia is in the spot? Because she's Cause an easy got- job. <laughs> okay. Because we didn't even do a reaction or vlog for Battleground when she won the damn thing, but with four with, after four weeks, do you just? Because honestly, I'm on the assumption she's almost done, she's finished with the WWE, so this is like their last attempt of like giving her something before she's on her way out. Mm. Maybe we'll see. They- Wait, but isn't Tyson Kidd just getting on the team now? So now they're gonna take her out. I, I feel like Natalia's in-ring career is winding down soon. Maybe cool. a trainer in NXT? Because I've known she's been training a lot of the newbies, so who knows? We Maybe you're right, Mike. As far as... Uh, I'm going to say Carmella's yes. cashing. I'm, I'm, gonna gonna say, gonna... I, I, I'm saying Carmella's cashing in and winning the belt. Really? Ooh, that's a good option, too. So we all agree, Naomi, but like you're... Oh, wait, even Carmella cashes in during the match? I feel, I feel like... I don't fucking know. How about like Mike? Come I, on, pick match. No, you need to I decide. Say, I say if, if Naomi is just having a normal match with Natalia, Naomi's winning. But I feel like at the after the fact, Carmella's cashing in. So Naomi first, and then Carmella cashes in. Very good. Next. So, up. so my final prediction is Naomi. So next. Okay, up. it works. And finally, last but not least, certainly not least, it is going to be the fatal four-way marquee match (laughs) for the WWE Universal Championship. It has been one year since the Licorice Jolly Rancher belt has been unveiled, and it has been definitely an experience, so we'll see how this goes, and let's hope this match is a little bit more well-received than it was last year, and it is going to be Brock Lesnar defending the championship against Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe, and Braun Strowman. If Brock Lesnar loses, he is going to leave WWE. So, who have you got? And in this case, I do want to hear why. In my case, I am going to go with Samoa Joe simply because I feel he's been built like a pure champ the past few months. He would be a great... He, we need a killer to have the belt... You can have him beat Roman to have Lesnar remain unpinned, or have him beat Lesnar and kick him out the door and usurp him as the new badass. So I'm going to go with Joe. Mike, who you got? Uh, before I give my prediction, I'm just going to clarify this for the people that are listening. The Brock thing, that's not an official stipulation. That's just what Paul Heyman has been saying. Because he says if his client isn't, if his client doesn't walk out with the title, himself and Brock are leaving WWE. So that's that's the whole leaving thing. That's not an official stipulation. That's just what they're saying. But um, it's, it's a toss-up between Braun or Joe. I'm going to go with Braun. Braun's been built up so much, even before WrestleMania, and even now with him killing Roman Reigns now. Uh, he's he's being Roman at all at all the times they've fought. So I would say Braun wins. That way Roman could be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> I killed you! I killed you two months ago when you win the title. Fuck this!" And then just goes <laughs> ape shit. And then just goes completely ape shit. And so Braun Braun walks out with the universal title. And Ray, who have you got, and why? You know what? 
they've been doing this that, oh, if Brock loses, he's going to leave. I feel like this is just a strategy to make people actually want to watch the pay-per-view and see, oh, is John Jones versus Brock going to happen soon? I actually see Brock Lesnar retaining. Really? Yep. So we Brock have... Brock retains on Sunday. So I got Joe, you've got... Uh, you've got, I've got Joe, you've got Brock, Mike has got Braun. We'll certainly wait and see how this goes down. We'll get Matt the Daddy Koffler's predictions after the after the show goes off the air, and we'll get those up on the social for you guys so they're all on the record. You can play along at home and see who walks out this Sunday with the GAWP Heavyweight Championship. Will it be Home Milk Mike or will it be Matt the Daddy Koffler? We will have a brand new vlog for you guys as soon as the SummerSlam ends, we'll try and get that up as soon as we can for you guys. So join us along. It's going to be one hell of a ride. And let's before we close things off, let's just... Uh, oh, by the way, we did get a few viewer questions. Want to do those real quick? Yep. Sure. Let's do then some... After, then after that, we'll do uh, takeover predictions as well. Oh, do we have Ooh, to? Takeover. Come on. I mean... Ben, we're going to be there. We have to talk about it. Well, hold on. Let's do the viewer questions, and then we'll we'll talk we'll about why, Peter, Ben's, yeah. why Ben's all upset. Oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not upset about it. I'm just like I didn't think we would. I, I did. Hashtag not. fuck seat gig. Yeah. Well, okay. They came through and they got me the seats, but the other website's kind of a mess. <laughs> okay, let's go to the viewer questions. All right, the viewer questions this week. We have two from deleted Tyler. His first question is. Will will Ben be showing up to uh, HOG Wrestling like a man, or will I have to hunt him down? Deleted Tyler, I will be there, and I am going, and we're going to finally decide who the bigger Matt Hardy fan and who the better man is. So, deleted Tyler, I will see you there, and, and this ends at HOG this Friday. I will see you at Club Amazura. I love how he's going after you. He, he's coming after you, too. He wants your hardcore belt. But Ben, you didn't specifically answer the question. Am I going to be oh, there? Are you a man, Ben? Are oh, you going to be there as a man, or is he going to hunt your ass down? Oh, I'm coming as a man. I'm coming right at him. It's coming at you, bro. <laughs> ben, are you going to be broken, though? Just do it. I have not had to tap into that. I have not had to tap into that side in a very long time since last December. But if I have to... I will. Oh, this is all I'll say. And never say never. That's all I'm going to say. And his second question is, <laughs> do you think Paige will return to the WWE? And if so, do what do you think they will do? What do you think position they'll put her in? I Again, I'll say never say never. Crazier things and more like weirder people have returned to WWE after their bullshit. But I think she could come back. And if she does... I think maybe they'll just send her to SmackDown and just sort of make her a, a mid a mid a mid Carter there, but I don't know. Uh, if if WWE does bring her back, it's gonna be a while because if you've seen recent photos of her, she's she's skinny as all hell, so she needs to kind of build her back build herself back up. It's like what she used to look like, but. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll go to bed on the same thing. They'll probably move over to SmackDown because Raw. Really, too many women on there. She'll get lost in the mix. In SmackDown, she could have. Basically, SmackDown would be a better place for her. And Ray, what about you? What do you think the place for Paige will be if she comes back? If she comes, knowing how WWE is going to do this, they'll probably just put her on Raw. 
because SmackDown's women's division is not as noted as Raw, because in Raw, at least they can have more than one women's match. So hopefully... But it's with the same damn people! Doesn't matter, Mike. I can have you seen the, the product? <laughs> <laughs> Next viewer question, please. And this is just... And the final one, we only had two so this ba- week. So basically, Ray, dumb answer. Thank you again. And the final one Fuck comes you, from and the final one on comes Sunday. from rock star artist Keeve at six one nine underscore SD guy on Twitter. I love him. Keeve is he the best. Keeve is the work. best, and he says, "Oh Ray and Keeve, we're gonna get your T-shirt to you very soon. That is coming to you very soon, my friend." He won the art contest, so we will be getting a free GAWP T-shirt, and he will be appearing on the show very soon. We're gonna have Keeve on as a special guest. So Keeve, keep your inbox open. We will let you know when we want you on. Or when you want to be on, we'll, we'll get in contact, sir. So his question is, first things first, welcome back, you guys. Did you guys have a nice summer break? A good like on season two. Very nice question, dude. We had a great summer break. We're nice and chill and relaxed. And we're ready to start kicking ass with this show again. Uh, what do you guys think? How was your break? I've had We've had very good breaks, and now I have a headache after talking to wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, well, I think we've, the all, headache came back. we've all evolved a little during this summer break. Like I mentioned at the start, I have red hair now. I have a beard. I have no beard. Ben, ben, Ben's like, I have a penis. <laughs> no, he has a noodle, remember? <laughs> <laughs> I have red hair. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Mike, this isn't good because Ben wants to take away my title on Friday. Oh, God. I don't want, I don't want any more of your bullshit. And I'm next title, twenty four seven, folks. Any listen, if you're in yeah. the building at HOG High Intensity, anybody can fight for the belt. You just need to have a camera at the time. It needs if it's not on camera, it didn't happen. Anybody can compete for the GAWP Hardcore Championship. Anybody. Wait, don't tell that to people because they're just gonna come up to me and be like, "I'm cashing in." Oh fuck! <laughs> we'll see what happens. God. First up on NXT Brooklyn 3, which we are all going to be attending this Saturday. And trust me, we're going to try and get a bunch of discrepancies, a bunch of money that is owed, and a bunch of tickets being bought. All of us are going to be attending NXT Brooklyn 3, and we're going to try and get there as early as we can on Saturday so we can be outside of the Barclays Center and maybe shoot the shit and mingle with a lot of people. We're also going to maybe see if we can attend some other stuff around the area, maybe just walk around. I hear maybe the New Age Insiders are having like a little meet and greet at McMahon's across the street from the Barclays Center, so maybe we could hit that up. Who knows? It's going to be an interesting day. Indeed it will be. So first up is going to be... Next up, first up is going to be Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, Johnny Gargano needs the win. It's going to be Johnny. Mm. Uh, Johnny Wrestling's winning, and there's going to be a lot of Austin Aries chance directed to well, <laughs> well, I know I want Johnny Gargano to win this match, but my friend over here he has a different he has a different prediction. Hold on, let me get him for you. Give me one minute. Hold oh, on. oh God. Okay, give him your prediction. No, Senor, they're going to deport. No, give him the prediction. <laughs> okay, Senor. Hola, amigos, it's me again, Pepe. Pepe. Hola, Senor Ben. Hola, Senor Homilk. Hey, Senor Leche. Senor Leche. Senor Leche, I'm so sorry. Please don't deport me. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You, have, you don't have to worry about me. What about our president? 
Oh, I like Senior Trump. <laughs> he gave me a job. Okay. Give me a fucking prediction. Me one. Oh, I like Easy Negro. He's a very good champion. Fuck JT Don. Give me a fucking prediction. Okay. Me one, Cien Almas. He's going to beat Johnny Wrestling. Thank me you. One, me one, Cien <laughs> Thank you, everybody. This is Pepe. See you next week. Baby. Get the hell out of here. So back here. There you go. Oh, so said sorry. Pepe, what, what a kid. What, oh my god, my, where do you fucking find that guy, Ray? Next up. I don't know, he just came to my house, I'm like, what the hell? That Next up, it is going to be the root of all evil, Alistair Black, whose t-shirt I so fucking want, versus Hideo Itami, what is sure going to be a match of a million kicks. So, I'm going to go with Alistair Black. Ray, who you got? I'll go with, you know what, Hideo Itami. Really? I see him actually after this match going up to the main roster, so. Well, typically. Tommy. And Mike, what about you? Right. You got the right idea, but you have black win. Remember, Why do you say that? You, Usually you job and then go up? Yeah, that's typically how it works. When, when you're leaving the territory, you do the job. Pretty much. But, but WWE goes backwards, remember? This is fair. But basically, basically, we're no longer going to say. They get brought up to the main roster. They get brought down to the main roster. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, yeah. And next up, it is going to be the Authors of Pain, Achim and Razar versus versus Sanity, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane. It says Sanity. here that Eric Young will be there. I don't know. Let's see if he actually shows up. He's been MIA on t on NXT for a while. Uh, he came back. I'd he say. He came back this week. Oh, he did. <laughs> Yeah, he, he came chained back one of them to to uh. He chained to them post. to like the guardrail and then yeah. Uh, okay, my apologies. I joined NXT late this week, so I didn't see it. My apologies. I got that wrong. Eric Young is back. Good to have him back. So, so Ray. Gonna, so I, I think it's gonna be Eric Young and Dane. I believe. I think it's them two. So I am going to go with Sanity. Actually, uh, Mike, who you got? Uh, AOP because Sanity's gonna be called up soon. And Ray, what about you? Uh, Sanity. I think uh, they need at least one run before they go up. Very good. Also, this is a rare heel versus heel tag team match. No, Sanity is basically a face to the fans. No, it's heel versus heel. Anyone that beats the two big men in black suits wins. <laughs> and next up, it is going to you be... Could've, you could have gone really right there. The <laughs> Empress... The I em said two guys in black suits. What the hell? God. Next up, it'll be the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, undefeated, unpinned, and still NXT Women's Champion. She, for over a fucking year now, she held it at SummerSlam last year, and she is still holding it right now, and she's defending against the woman who also made her debut at NXT Brooklyn last year, Ember Moon. I think it is finally time. I'm going with Ember Moon. It is time for Asuka to go. Uh, uh, dance. My heart. You want to go first? No, you go. Cause oh god. My heart says I wish Ember wins, but in my mind, going forward, whoever wins the May Young Classic, I would like to see them dethrone Oscar. Mm-hmm. 
depends if it's Kyrie Sojo or Mia Yim, one of those people, whoever it is. But on this, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. Ember Moon defeats Asuka, wins the title one year later, and Ember Moon becomes champion. And I agree. I'm going to go with Ember and Ray. Who you got? Oh, God. There's too many situations out of this match. It can be the storybook ending right there, having Ember one year later become champion. Uh, I'm going to be the odd man out. I'll say Oscar retained. Very good. And next, finally, last but not least, it is the glorious one, Bobby Roode. Versus the chosen one, the new, the the returning, Drew McIntyre, formerly Drew Galloway, started started from the top, went to the bottom, started from the bottom again, and now he is here again. So they've told an excellent story of Drew McIntyre reclaiming his former glory. Somebody cut together this amazing video package online of Drew McIntyre's fall from grace and then reclaiming his former status as one of the best big men in professional wrestling. So I'm going to go with my boy, Drew McIntyre. Mike, who have you got? Uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna say Drew McIntyre wins the championship and Bobby's going to get called up. And oh, I'm sorry, called, called down. Called down. And Ray, God. who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Drew Galloway. McIntyre, whatever you want to call him. Very He's still going to be Galloway to us. Drew is just Drew. Very good. It's just Drew. It's his Watch, time. And, and final question. Roster. We started the show. And now with, debuting, Drew. We started the show with this question, and let's end it with this question. Do you think we'll see the debut of this Honor Guard faction with Adam Cole at the helm? Yes. I'll say no. Just I'll, We'll definitely see Adam Cole, but it's going to be like one of those things where, like, like it's honestly, it's been like a simple. It's been like the same thing over and over again. It, when a new guy is getting signed, he's in the front row and he's just sitting there. I feel like there's gonna be like a backstage promo, like Bobby Roode's talking about the title, and then in walks Adam Cole, just standing there, and he lifts up his arms, and everybody all together screams, "Adam Cole, baby!" Adam Cole, like, baby! Now, do they call that, him Adam Cole or do they call him Austin Jenkins? Adam Cole. Adam Cole. <laughs> Knowing how WWE books it, they'll probably use the shoot name. Hate oh, to say it. Hate that. Don't, hate that. So that concludes. They'll, they'll make up Michael Cole's brother. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> my. It's Austin Jenkins. It's Austin Jenkins. Don't call him Adam Cole. No. And next up, it and so that does it for our NXT Brooklyn 3. Michael Cole, baby. Predictions. And so with that, that pretty much draws this episode of GAWP to a close. But before we go, let's just briefly rattle off who were, what shows we're attending in the next few days. If you, this, we're, we're dropping this on the same day we're recording it, hopefully, if I can get it edited in time, so we'll see. But today is Wednesday at the time of this recording, and so this Friday, we're going to be at Club Amazura for HOG High Intensity 6. It is going to be one hell of a show. Bret Hart is going to be there. Matt Riddle is going to take on Stefan Bonner. Anthony Gangone defends his HOG championship against the Amazing Red. Brian XL gets his grudge match with Evander James. Super Savages have one last chance to win the HOG Tag Team titles. So much more on this amazing show. Come on down, support some good old-fashioned indie wrestling. 
and it is going to be an absolutely cr amazing show. And you can this come on down and see. You can also come on down and see me, Ray, and Deleted Tyler make complete asses of ourselves fighting over the GAWP Hardcore Championship, which Mike, is always a lot of fun. Which is always a lot of fun. Mike has said in the past he wants nothing to do. Wait, wait, wait what? You want me to do what? Help me. No. You're on your own, buddy. I have my own title to deal with on Sunday. I don't have to deal with No, but help me turn Friday. And on, sat and on Saturday... Oh, no, 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 no. You're a big boy. You can do it. And on Saturday, we're all going to be getting on the Long Island Railroad, heading on over to Brooklyn, New York, the Barclays Center, and we're going to be having a hell of a good time at NXT Brooklyn 3, as we just discussed. So come on down. See us there if you will be doing a special GAWP pre-show live stream and post-show live stream at the Barclays Center. We'd love to come down and meet a lot of you guys there. So GAWP Nation, assemble. GAWP Army, advance. It is time to meet at a big venue and meet you all. We cannot wait to see you all there. And then Sunday Sadly, night... We will not be at SummerSlam, Thank though. God we're not going to be there since it'll be fucking packed. <laughs> Oof. Thank God you didn't get me tickets for that show. Nope. But we'll yeah. be together, though. And we'll be Still doing... be together. And, of course, Sunday night, if we can book it right... A special guest on our GAWP live stream will be the Psycho Superman Smiley, who will finally wait, 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 what? Who will finally be giving Mike his <laughs> misting? Wait, wait, what? We might be. Mike? I've been talking it over with him and Trixie. They might be paying us a house call, and you'd better get your, you better get ready, buddy, because the misting is a coming. Mike, no. your face is gonna match no. my hair. Because no. I told Smiley to bring the red mist. No. Because Mike is happening on Sunday. <laughs> really? Man, we got a question from our Facebook. I just noticed. Oh, Wait. God, no. It's him. Who's asking a question? That damn horse sent me a per. Oh, no, this is why you didn't see it. It's on my personal. He asks, I said not to ask these motherfuckers. How big is you know who's dick? That damn horse, we are going to deal with you in due course, you sir have no, been no, able to... No, 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 fuck the horse right now. You invited Riley. <laughs> yes, we did. Yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be missed free. This ain't happening. It's not happening, people. It's not happening. I am telling you right now, on a Wednesday fucking afternoon, on Sunday night, I will not get missed. That psycho and that that tramp and that smithy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woohoo! Trixie, bring, Trixie, bring the hammer. Oh, with, God. With, with, I can't wait to see that. Oh, well, oh, now you crossed the line. Oh, you crossed the line, boy. And so, with that a very funny note, I think it is finally time to bring it. And so, it's finally time to bring this episode to a close. So, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us during this hiatus. We promised we'd be back before SummerSlam, and damn it, we kept that promise. And, guys, it feels so good to be back. Keep, and keep on the watch for more content coming up in the future. August is a big time for the wrestling community. The summer wrestling season is coming to an end, but we will be here for the rest of fall and the rest of winter and, the, and for many days to come to discuss these amazing these amazing things to come. So guys, it feels so good to be back. Guys, I am Avenging Ben. 
I am the law, Ray Ramundo. And I'm not getting misted. I'm not getting misted. You're getting misted, man. And, and guys, as Mike, getting misted. And guys, and guys, we will see you in the next. And guys, this has been the general. I think we have to get the episode. And guys, this has been. And this has been the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. And Mike, take us out with three words you say better than anyone else. Not getting misted? Join the madness. Join the madness. You guys have an awesome day. We keep kicking ass, and we will see you next week for more General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We are back.